0: Hey, Shana, the Jungle Queen! Hello, I'm Mark Sweeney, and this is, after a several-month hiatus, the return of I'm the Gun's Shanna Showcase. This will be something of a housekeeping episode, as I'll be covering the Shanna adventure that, uh, the Shanna adventure that got away. Up to now, I've been recapping the She-Devil's non-Khazar-related adventures, pretty much chronologically, uh, but there's one I forgot, or more accurately one I didn't know about until sort of recently. If you look back through iTunes or the blog posts on I'mTheGun.blogspot.com that accompany my podcast episodes, you'll see that in Shanna Showcase number 8, I covered an issue of Spidey Super Stories that co-starred Shanna with Spidey as they tackled the no-good Nick, the Trapper. I didn't realize at the time, which means my research kind of sucked, uh, was that there was a follow-up to that adventure in Spidey Super Stories number 35, cover dated September 1978. Now, this Shanna appearance occurred well after she had been uh, seen regularly in a comic. She had that flurry of appearances and a few issues of Daredevil and in the back of the black-and-white Savage Tales in the mid-'70s. Um, and this is, well, before she'd be seen as a regular presence at least co-star at best in the series *Kazar the Savage. So we're kind of in a no-woman's land here, um, where this story may have given Shanna a little well-deserved exposure, even if it was strictly non-canon and in a comic that was aimed exclusively at, at younger readers. And that's what Spidey Superstories was, a co-production of Marvel Comics and The Electric Company TV show, which there was a regular Spidey live-action segment. As I said in Shanna's Showcase number eight, I've, I've never seen the show, so I can't speak to it, but uh, the stories in Spidey Super Stories are, are really silly, and uh, at least in my small experience, for the most part, not particularly good. by today's standards of all-ages comics... Uh, Stories in SSS make uh, today's all-ages comics seem like the killing joke by comparison. You know, I'm, I know the book was aimed at kids, but out of the three feature stories in this issue i will be covering, uh, there's one in here that makes you wonder if it was written by a kid. Anyway, Shanna is the cover feature, co-star, and uh, on that cover we see Shanna an Elephant, who's what looks like a struggling Spidey wrapped up in its trunk. They're on some Brooklyn Bridge-type structure, and it looks like they're holding up traffic. The scene seems totally (laughs) incongruous with the cover copy which states, Shanna saves Spidey. If I had to guess what Spidey's being saved from, by the looks of the cover, I'd have to guess suicide. Uh, Or maybe I'm misreading the meaning of the word saves, and... Maybe Shannon the Elephant are saving Spidey for a snack for later. So the lead story is called "Shanna's New York Adventure," and uh, the credits for the entire issue are a little confusing. Jim Salakrup and Linda Karras are listed as the writers of the issue, and uh, Wynne Mortimer, Don Perlin, and Mike Esposito are listed as the artists. So I'm not sure, at least with the first story, who wrote what or who drew what, but so we'll just say that uh, one or two of those writers wrote the story and one or two of those artists illustrated it. The story opens up at the Third National Bank as an elephant smashes through the window with three bank robbers on its back. In line to do some banking when this elephant hit are J. Jonah Jameson, Robbie Robertson, and Peter Parker, which is a very unfortunate coincidence for Peter as it makes it a little tricky to slip away for a change of clothes. The lead bandit demands a bank teller hand over the loot, but when she offers the, I'm sure, totally accurate excuse of, we can't, the safe is locked, the uh, elephant takes matters into its own tusks and rips open the safe door. As the robbers load bags full of cash, Peter notices a light switch and uses the cover of darkness to slip out then in as Spider-Man. Spidey webs up the bandits, but uh, one of them commands the elephant to, to grab Spidey. The Bacchydon begins to squeeze Spider-Man like an orange, but throws the wall crawler away when its trunk is tickled. The elephant next attempts to stomp Spidey out of existence, but just in the nick of time, Shanna shows up. She's called the Jungle Queen here rather than the She-Devil, and her outfit is a, a one-piece number slightly toned down from her usual leopard-skin bikini. Shanna commands the elephant named Jumbo to stop, which it does. Next, she commands a lead bank robber to take her to his master, which he does, So uh, Spidey, Shanna, and this bank robber creep all load up on Jumbo, and they make their way across a bridge, paying no mind to the huge buildup of honking traffic behind them. On the way, Shanna explains that uh, she's on the trail of the Trapper, who's the wild animal smuggler that Spidey and Shanna took on when last they met. Trapper's current activities include capturing animals in the wild for his jungle land park and training these animals to steal jewelry stores, bank heists, etc. So the group rides jumbo from Manhattan all the way to whichever other borough Jungleland is located only to find the place abandoned. The robber says that the trapper and his animal crew must be pulling their big job. They're robbing the shopping mall. So Shannon and Spidey ditch the bad guy, they ditch Jumbo, and web-swing their way to the mall. a fan podcast devoted to the comic series Xenozoic Tales. It's a post-apocalyptic adventure series filled with Cadillacs and dinosaurs. I'm Ruth. And I'm Darren. We hope you'll join us as we discuss the stories, characters, and art in this excellent comic series from creator, writer, and artist Mark Schultz. Xenozoic Xenophiles is available at podbean.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. And find us at xenozoicxenophiles.com. Meanwhile, at the mall, the trapper has gathered a tough-looking animal crew, including a bear, a couple of lions, a tiger, a rhino, and a gorilla around the men's counter at some department store. He demands of the guy selling cufflinks or whatever behind the counter to tell him where they stash the cash as he cracks a whip in his face. Spidey and Shanna arrive just in time to see this exchange from outside the window. Spidey's ready to storm the scene, but Shanna stops him short. She points to a sign that says costumes and says she has a plan. So back inside the mall, the menswear associate is filling up a huge sack with cash while the trapper holds a snake in his face. Trapper turns to a gorilla and tells it to hold the sack. But instead, the ape pours out all the money. When the trapper tells it to put the money back, the ape piles it back on the menswear counter. The trapper gives the gorilla one more chance, he says. Put it in the sack. And the ape responds by <laughs> stuffing the trapper in the bag. The ape starts munching on a banana, and when the trapper gets out of, out of the bag and starts to chase the ape, he slips on the discarded banana peel into a bin of records. And strangely, the ape has a thought bubble. It says, He's playing my song. Which is odd. Uh, It made me think of those old Angel and the Ape stories. When the Trapper calls his other animals to him, at first they're nowhere to be seen. But then they show up, but they're accompanying Shanna. Trapper accepts that the uh, gig is up, and he bolts, but Shanna chases after him, saying, You made slaves out of my animals, now you will pay. She loses him in sporting goods, and the trapper thinks he's found a safe haven inside a dark tent. But uh, suddenly something, or someone, strikes a match. And it's the disobedient gorilla. This is too much even for the trapper, and he bursts from the tent and gives himself up to Shanna, saying, Don't let that crazy ape near me. But when the ape emerges from the tent, we see that it was Spider-Man in an ape suit the whole time. Wow. Some light fluff. Really dumb. Made absolutely no sense, but uh, did have a sense of fun to it. And then, of course it was nice to see Shanna again, using her head to formulate the plan which stopped the bad guy. I we're talking too much about the other two stories in the issue, as is there's no Shanna but the second story... <laughs> Called the Godmother, a six-pager, I must say is a total WTF moment and uh, just maybe the worst story I've read, comic or otherwise, in a long time. It's like so crazy, I'm not sure whether it was written by an adult on lots of drugs or a child with none of the sense of wonder which would make the idea of a kid writing a Spider-Man story fun and Interesting involves Spider-Man on some film set where it looks like he's getting married and in his costume and also in a tux, top hat. uh, And a nearby pizza stand where the server puts a lot of pepper on the pizza which causes patrons to turn around and sneeze. And when they do that, the uh, pizza lady picks their pockets. Pickpocket then takes her spoils right to a poker game where she's cheated out of her illicitly gained money, and this whole part of the exchange is witnessed by Spidey, now out of his tux. When she's stopped by Spider-Man, the thief explains that uh, she's the godmother of ill-best friend's baby, so she stole and then gambled away the money from the pizza patrons that she had hoped to use to help her friend's situation. Spidey somehow thinks this is all a great idea, so he webs up the the card sharks at the poker game steals back the money, pays back the pickpocket victims, and then suddenly the godmother is serving the best pizza ever at her stand. Her former pickpocket victims are throwing money at her. And the pizza's so good now, even the destitute infant is uh, chomping on a slice. And the lesson learned in the last word bubble joke, which falls flat, is pickpocket says... I'll never put pepper on pizza again. It's a strange mix of a depressing story with attempts at zany humor. Really strange tone. doesn't seem like material suited for Spidey Super Stories or for any other comic for that matter. Finishing out the issue is another six-pager starring Spider-Man and Captain America. They tackle a villain named the Night Flyer who I guess has made a few appearances in Traditional Marvel continuity. This story is pretty unremarkable, and, uh, not as memorably bad as the middle story, and not as whimsical as the Shanna story. There's one little sequence of note, though. The plot revolves around the Night Flyer's attempt to blow up Mount Rushmore. So naturally, Cap and Spidey take the train there to stop the Night Flyer. When they disembark on the platform, Spidey exclaims, We head north by northwest. In the next panel, when they arrive at the monument, Spidey thinks to himself, This is for the birds. It's a nice little attempt at some Hitchcock humor there. Back cover of the issue has a subscription ad, but uh, also has a nice Shanna Spidey stamp. The Spidey stamp is a little larger than those old Marvel super stamps. So, what we have here uh, with this issue is not exactly essential Shanna reading, but I am nothing, if not a completist. As far as comics go So I just had to include this issue In Shanna showcase So still a lot more material For uh, future Shanna showcases Appearances by Shanna In titles like Marvel Fanfare Namor X-Men Unlimited Savage Wolverine and, and a couple of Khazar projects So there's a chance you may see More of this material show up and I'm the gun, so keep an eye on iTunes and the blog imthegun.blogspot.com, uh, where incidentally I'll put up some images from this current issue. Okay, till next we meet. See you on the Savannah. <laughs>